I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And in three, two, one. Hello, hey. Josie Norton from Help Refugees. <laughs> Hi. It's so wonderful to have you on the new normal. Thank you so much. It's very lovely to be on the new normal. And this is my first ever time doing Instagram Live. So sorry about the technical difficulties. No, that's understandable. And when we put this on YouTube, we'll snip it out. Okay, great. Yeah, then I won't look so silly. No, it's me too, because I'm sort of going off and just sort of leaving the screen blank and stuff. This is a terrible way to make television. I'll tell you that, Josie. <laughs> I think it's great. It's nice. It's like through the keyhole. You see how people are living at home. I mean, that's my keyhole. Gorgeous. This is my sofa. Very nice. Very nice. Hello. Hello, Josie's sofa. Uh, so the first question we always ask on the new normal is, how the hell are you? It's a good question. Um, I'm, I'm quite, I feel quite like I'm on a bit of a weird roller coaster where sometimes I'm like, I'm so at peace with what's happening and it's all going to be mm. okay. And I'm so inspired by all the amazing things in the community. And, um, and then I'm like, last night, actually Boris Johnson being in hospital, mm. like I found that very unsettling and um, was really, you know, well, I'm just I like everyone really praying for him to be okay. And, and it highlighted something again about like, you know, politics actually not really meaning anything and just humanness and yeah so I'm, I'm a bit a bit of everything and I'm living with my mum mm. again so I feel a bit like I'm 15 um and working and running a charity from my from my mum's house which is quite different we're all in a strange time aren't we and the, that's the thing about Boris Johnson is you don't have to agree with any of his politics which I don't um to be concerned about the health of the leader of your country yeah. and what the implications are and what the implications are for his partner who's pregnant and all of that you're like you're still you know ultimately oh. when it comes down to it we're all human beings and you know we need to have that empathy for anybody that we want people to have for refugees as well absolutely absolutely can i ask has the crisis given you any new i'm a feminist butts because i'm a feminist but i had my eyelashes done i like to have eyelash extensions and they're not much longer for this world. And when they come out, I'm not going to look anywhere near as good. 
on Instagram Live, and there's no one who can do it for me. I'm just here. Tom, <laughs> Tom can't do extensions. None of my cats have bothered to learn how to do extensions. I don't know. Oh, really? They're looking very raggedy now. No, they, um, look, they still look pretty good. I'm really holding on. I'm really, I'm really doing my best to hold on. Have you got any? <laughs> I'm a feminist, but you look too glamorous. I it's annoying. This was an excuse to put makeup on, but if you had seen me an hour ago, I did not look like this. I wish I had. Every day I wish I had, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's, my day just seems to be back-to-back -back Zoom calls. Yeah, and... me too, but some of them I have to look quite professional. So, oh, um, yeah, apparently none of mine require that, because look at this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you look great. Um, I, I'm a feminist, but one of the things, my job could be quite stressful. And sometimes I find myself in countries and I'm like, what, you know, in a refugee camp, but, but something that I do and some of the team do is something to make us feel sane is getting our nails done. And mm -hmm. um, wherever I am, been in Turkey, near the Syrian border, freaking out, going to find somewhere to have a manicure. And I can't get a manicure and my nails look like this. So. Yeah, mine are, mine are, look at the shellac, it's halfway up the fingernails. I'm just letting it grow out. I'm, I'm trying not to pick it off. I saw Elizabeth Day saying she was chipping hers off and I was like, don't do it, don't do it, you're ruined. Oh, I do that, I bite mine off. Can I ask you about, um, because in the camps now, like we have this, in, as, it doesn't feel like a luxury to sequester yourself away. It feels like a punishment to be in solitary confinement or you know, just with one person or whoever in a flat. Or even if you're in a big house share, it probably feels like, oh, all these people get out of my way. You know, wherever you are right now, it doesn't feel like a luxury. Um, it feels tough. It is, it turns out, luxury because if you're living in a refugee camp, you can't do that. What's it yeah. like in the camps at the moment? How are people finding ways to stay safe from corona and to socially distance? So it it's already, if you were a refugee and you're living in a refugee camp you are so vulnerable you're living in the worst 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 conditions families in tents without access to any showers to running water sometimes to food it's so dangerous it could be freezing cold but this has added a whole new layer of vulnerability and the reason that we're all imprisoned at home is actually to be safe and there is this terrible terrible virus out there and if you live in a refugee camp you are aware that 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 virus is out there and that the advice is to self-isolate well you can't self-isolate because you don't have a home the next piece of advice is wash your hands well what do you do if you don't have a soap and you don't have access to mm -hmm. a tap and there is no running water um what do you do if you're in the vulnerable category and a lot of these people have already got compromised immune systems well you you can't isolate yourself from everybody else what do you do if you get sick and you've got no access to medical care and in most of the places that we work the access to medical care is incredibly incredibly limited um and then everyone living in such close proximity together that like if one person gets it then everyone's going to get it and it it's it's terrifying in some of the camps we work in the, to give you an idea of the overcrowdedness lesbos can you hear me yes yeah happening. you're back um <laughs> to give you an idea of the overcrowdedness in moria on lesbos there are over 20,000 people and it's a camp built for 3,000 people and oh there's gosh. one one tap for every 1,300 people when I was there, I think there were 14,000 people and that was October last year. So there's 7,000 more people yeah. have in six months or less. Yeah, yeah. It's, 
it's Horrifying. totally crazy and then on on top of not being able to do any of these recommendations and what feels really scary if it breaks out also these are communities who are reliant on on organizations for education for um you know safe spaces for women those have all had to close so what that does to everybody's mental health and then just things like food distribution like how does that get mm. done now all of our partners are having to adapt the, the way that they do those those basic things because you know even volunteers are technically locked down they have we've got to get the um, protective personal equipment to all of our the partners and the volunteers and there's shortages all over the world so there's like a whole kind of just it's like never ending all of the reasons why this is an extra disaster for the displaced community so what is it that you as help refugees choose love can do to help with your partners in those places uh, and how can we help you? Um, well, the, the Guilty Feminist community um, help us so much. And we're always so, so, so grateful. Um, and especially in these times, it's just amazing all the support that, that we get that we're able to pass on to our partners. So we fund 125 different grassroots organisations all along um, the migratory routes, so mainly from Middle East and then into Europe, but also on the US-Mexican border. And they do everything from medical care to distribution of food of clothes of hygiene items um so we're supporting them they're all adapting and being incredible and we're kind of making sure that we're helping them to be getting big orders of soap and uh, hand sanitizer into the camps um, right. supporting people that the refugees themselves are making masks um and then we're the refugees themselves are making masks yeah hell. out of what yeah. Um, so there's been different kind of orders of equipment and getting uh, materials and getting advice from medical actors. And then we've been buying sewing machines and some of the, commun the community centre that you saw in Lesbos, actually, the Team Humanity one, they've been making them in there, the women. And there's been a, a big Choose Love sign on the wall um, and that they were being distributed with a soap. So each member of the camp was getting a mask and a soap. But that, I mean, that is not enough to be your protection. No, we've I mean, if we had a mask and a soap, it. but we were just like bunched up like this, because it was so crowded when I was there. There were some parts of that camp and, you know, that, and I even feel bad saying it because the, the volunteers that are there and the organizations that are there, I always think of Jonathan at Watershed that does the sanitation and the showers. He was so proud of what, they were able to do and he was constantly trying and his team would constantly trying to make it better and better and better yeah. and really working day and night to fix any the sewage problems yeah. that happened to put in more showers um but it was like fighting a losing battle like it was you know yeah. and so i feel bad saying oh it's so underfunded it's so hard and so difficult because i know how hard the people who are working to make it safe and sanitized are working, but there's nothing any human being can do, even somebody like Jonathan, who's a miracle worker, as far as I can make out, and a deep, deeply passionate humanitarian. You can't do anything. 20,000 people in room for 3,000, they're going yeah, to be shoulder to shoulder. And there were parts of it that were like a shanty town that was like just people under tarpaulin, under tarpaulin, and just too many people. I can't even think what it would be like with 7,000 more people. No. How are they, like, how can we help you? Help. So, how if, can we really help you to fix it? So, we are we are going to try and make it a bit better. We're trying to prevent an outbreak, and we're trying to prepare for one. And that's a lot of preparing the medical organisations and salaries for doctors. And so, if people are able to donate, we've got a Corona special appeal on our Choose Love hand, 
Instagram and Facebook and Help Refugees website. It's just at. So just to reiterate that, it's because you're cutting out a bit like you're a dialect. So it's choose.love. Thank you. There, there are um, someone saying there's no so face mask tutorials. So how you do it, how you do face mask tutorials with uh, somebody's recommending um, uh, face mask tutorials where you don't have to sew. Uh, you make it with hair ties and rubber bands. That's interesting. Um, but you can go to choose.love, which is the website, or go to the Instagram at choose.love. And there'll be lots of ways that you can donate and help there. Even if you've only got a pound, or if you don't have a pound, but you can amplify it, there are a hell of a lot of people, I know I'm saying this every day in the new normal, but there are a hell of a lot of people who still got their full-time job, got their full salary, but their gym membership's been put on ice. They can't go to the pub. They've got so much more expendable income than they normally do. Josie? Are you there? We've lost Josie. I think your internet might be dodge your internet's not being our friend right now four o'clock's normally not too bad someone says as a fashion student who can sew is there anything i can do i'm sure they need masks i'm sure they need masks are you back you are you talking about the fashion student can you see me now Hello, you're back. Hello. Yes. Move to the if kitchen. people can make masks, if people can make masks, and how do they get them to you? If people, well, this is actually at the moment the shipping is all become really complicated because of the the some countries are like um, confiscating the equipment when it comes in, which is totally oh. understandable for hospitals, um, and then also like making sure that it's safe. So to be honest, actually, right now making the mask isn't that helpful for us but there are lots of organizations in the uk who it is homeless organizations and other mm -hmm. community-based organizations so i would say so if you can make masks make masks for britain because make it's very difficult to ship and they're like everything's like well has this got COVID on it um and exactly so um, yeah so people thing... who are asking find british people british organizations who need the masks and yeah. donate money to choose love because then they can get the masks locally Exactly. And then the other thing, I think this is a time where people have got a lot of time on their hands. And there are lots of issues around why people leave their country that are really complicated, like why have people left Syria? Um, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of reading to really understand why these conflicts have happened, why people have left. But this is a really good time to educate yourself. And mm. this is a good time to like read up on articles about what's going on in Afghanistan, what happened in Eritrea, what happened in South Sudan and and then you'll be armed with all of that information the next time when we can finally be at a dinner party again and you'll be able to say mm -hmm. Actually, do you know what they're not all coming here for, for jobs they're coming here because the regime in Syria did not allow democracy and killed its mm -hmm. own people and so so you know we really do understand that not everyone can donate right now but there are you can make masks for organizations in the UK you can find out about what's what's going on in the world and and sharing our statuses and our sharing so much because as i was saying before i think when i lost you so many people have got their full expendable income and nowhere to spend it right now that all they yeah. do is work in the house they've got no what the money they'd normally spend on going to the cinema or they'd normally spend on going you know going out to the pub is just sitting in their bank account and if you can be the one to direct them 
and you can say, hey, I've just read this really interesting article about Syria, and I know that Tuesday are really desperate right now. Um, would you consider, instead of, you know, for the quarantine, donating the £10 a month you might have used at the cinema, or the £20 a month you might have spent, um, you know, you're going to spend a lot more than 20 quid a month in the pub, but, you know, if you could divert that to choose love, some people might be on for that. So if you don't have money, yeah. but you've got time, that's a great thing to suggest. Really is, there anything, is there anything, Josie, that you, you're surprised by in terms of how the world is dealing with this crisis at large or the way that refugees are being treated within this? Is there any extra humanity? Do you think there's less humanity available for refugees, less compassion available because people are worried about themselves? Have, have, do you think people are having more understanding now? I, I think this is a really interesting time because like, countries have closed their borders and everyone, rightly so, is thinking about their own healthcare systems. Um, and we do feel really worried that because countries are going to need to be putting money into their own infrastructure, foreign aid can mm -hmm. very easily get cut. So it feels a really worrying time kind of looking ahead over the next six months at how this is going to affect mm -hmm. refugees living in refugee camps. But I do think that suddenly the world is realising how interconnected we all are. And actually, if one person is not okay, then we all won't be okay. And it's, it's kind of mm. like a riddle that the only way for us to get out of this is to make sure that everyone is healthy. Because as soon as one person isn't healthy, then the whole world yes. can't be healthy again. And Which is why the American healthcare system is such a crock. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter exactly. how rich you are, that virus doesn't care. So if the person serving your you know, if, you, if you're thinking about it from that extreme right wing, just my, just me, just my camp yeah. way, that virus doesn't care about that. And the person that you're, who's serving your food can't afford not to go to work, then, you know, this is gonna yeah. keep happening. So yeah. we need to share because what's good for the human race is good for you. Exactly, and that, that's the first time that, that values I feel like have been flipped on their, on their head like that. Like, I don't know if you saw Piers Morgan this morning, was talking about, no. um, was on whatever the morning show it is that he does, talking about how amazing all the immigrant doctors in the NHS are, and, and talking about how brilliant immigrant workers are in the NHS and how grateful he is to them. Wow. That, that is, I'm, I'm not a big Piers Morgan fan, but wow, that is a big U-turn. And, you know, to have people, that's actually the people that we need to be having those conversations and talking about mm -hmm. ideas like that. So it, it feels like a really good time to be to be challenging people on things because we're seeing right now how important mm. it is to have some people waking up and going uh let's not defund the nhs yeah and actually maybe we do need a, a national state healthcare system in the us i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can I ask if you've had a... Uh, sort of we're asking this every day and it's really helping people because often people are live streaming themselves with homemade margaritas and funny hats and (laughs) oh look I taught my cat to do a dance you know and of course they're the they're the moments that you know people are sharing of course they're not sharing themselves crying weeping in bed unable to get out of bed for the first two hours of the day of course they're not live streaming that but we're asking on this show to make us all feel connected and a little bit more sane and like it's all fine it's all fine have you had a really dark or low moment through this time where you've thought, oh, my God? And has that for you related personally or to help refugees? God, I've had quite a few, actually, if I'm being honest. Um, and a bit of both. I've had it. I've had it. It makes you suddenly, like, have to face yourself, doesn't it? And face mm. concepts of mortality and all of these things. And then I've had, like, oh, my God, what what is, you know, those moments when we're we've just had a call and we've listened to what doctors say will be the reality if it breaks out in the camps and it's not if it's when and you just like it's just unbearable and then yeah I've had I've had to go for a walk and have a cry and I've had like that feeling of too much energy and you just don't know what to do with it and feeling really gutted that I'm not that I can't go to a party or that I'm not going to a wedding I thought I was going to or you know Mm. yeah and I'm and I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it feels like a roller coaster. And I've been, had days where I've been good and doing exercise and I've had days where I've just eaten chocolate and cheese for the whole day. And, um, and both yeah. days are valid. Both days are very valid right now. They are I mean, very valid. When you say, they say, well, it's not, a, it's not if it's when. Yeah. How are you, how are we approaching this right now? Um, or are we able to approach this right now? Can you go to a refugee camp right now or can you not in case you're a carrier and you don't know? No, well, partly, but also just because there's no travel anymore. Um, but our partners are all in the countries that we work with and we obviously speak to them. Can they Zoom all be tested so they don't take it into the camps? No, so some of the teams actually, like I was going to say when you were talking about Watershed, a lot of the teams are doing, so they, they're splitting the teams in two and half the team are quarantining at once. Um, and then that way, if if one team should get it or get the symptoms, and the other team can come out, mm-hmm. so they're kind of on a rotation. Um, but I but everyone just was following the guidelines of like if you have symptoms or if you come into contact with someone, then you then you um, self isolate for fourteen days, um, and then you can come out. And so, but only the, the teams who are on the ground are the only people who are able to be there. And of course, a lot of our partners work with community volunteers, so. Um, they're all they're all there but but that's so clever that teams of two the quarantine for 14 days so if somebody gets it they just leave and then the other team comes in that's so clever yeah because of course if one team member has it all the team will have it yeah really clever i get it i get it 
Um, and can I ask um, what you hope humanity will learn from this, if anything? What are we learning here? Because it seems like an unprecedented global crisis. This is, there's no time in history where the whole world's gone indoors. No, or, exactly. to, or that, no. you know, the richest places in the world where people can stay indoors and the governments can supplement us. And this has never yeah. happened before. I think I, what I just said now about like the interconnectivity of everyone, even though we're all separated, I think we realize more how connected we all are and how much we all need each other how we we have to look after everyone and we have a responsibility to look after everyone or that, or actually that is going to affect us um and then there's some like what is possible like i was speaking to someone who um sister worked in the nhs and was saying that they were quite they've had to empty the hospitals to as little people as possible and um and so there are people who really actually shouldn't have been in the hospital but should have been in like care homes because they have um, illnesses or because they were old but they they hadn't been because the funding hasn't been available oh can you oh you frozen me and suddenly back? now the funding suddenly now the funding is just available and magic yeah, money tree turns out we do have one magic money tree but we've there's a lot of things like homeless people they're just all they're being put in, into hotels so so all of these things are possible and then i think when, when this all ends, we have a responsibility to kind of hold positions of authority to account to say, look, actually, all of these things were possible and we have to make sure that they stay in place and they weren't just a temporary measure. Are you worried about the increasing policing of, like, we, like we have to stay inside and, that you know, at the moment governments are having to police that because people aren't doing it of their own accord. But are you worried about, you know, you visit a lot of police states. Are you worried about us losing some human rights here because they're saying well it wouldn't be safe to assemble you know like it wouldn't be safe to have a protest now yeah uh, another virus could happen like are you worried about some of our rights going and is there anything we can do to be on guard to make sure that when we get out of quarantine and we it, life starts to go back to one in which we can commune more that we do make sure we fight for our rights on that sort of thing What's going so, on? Sorry. Um, yes, you're back. I'm back. Sorry, I don't know why. I said I've got full signal. Um, so it's complicated, actually, I think, because because we do need everyone to stay inside. Um, and and but it can feel a bit like a police state. I feel quite conflicted about it because I I I, I can see the examples in other countries where they've managed to, to flatten that curve and you know, in South Korea mm. and in China, people are back on the streets. So, but, but, but I'm a human rights activist and I, so I, yeah, I feel conflicted about it. But what I do think is that these temp, you know, they're saying there are temporary measures and temporary bit, things of power that the government now has. And again, when this is over, we have to make sure that those don't remain in law and they get mm. taken, taken back again. So I think there'll be lots of brilliant organisations who'll be who'll be making sure of that. And we'll be doing, trying to play our part in that, and then everyone needs to make sure that they're shouting loudly about those things. And if we can't, if we can't all protest on the streets, then we need to find what's the new form of protest on Zoom, um, and make sure that we don't become, um, yeah, that we we don't let stuff slide. We we have to keep holding everyone accountable whilst also understanding that this time is an extraordinary time. It's an extraordinary time. And we need to pull together for the sake of the human race. We do. Is there any 
are there any habits that we're developing now in quarantine that you hope might stay with you personally or us? Is there anything that you've learned from this or you think people are learning from this? Um, not, I don't mean big I, picture stuff like, you know, ways of being now that are, that are new that might stick yeah. around. Well, I, I'm someone that, that um, travels too much maybe. I probably get on a plane for work like more than I should and like maybe sometimes get a taxi when I shouldn't and I'm realizing how much there's like remote working it's more possible mm. than I thought um I'm definitely I'm cooking more um which is really good um I'm think talking to I'm actually talking more to family and friends than I was before um so that I feel like is is really important I don't know just the the realizing what matters I feel like it's we're having to live more simply but actually there's a there's a lot of nice things in that and mm -hmm. i've i've been really realizing that i waste a lot of money on things that i don't need to waste money on so and i'm renting and so i've decided that i'm gonna start saving up for a deposit and mm -hmm. i think there's i think lots of people are doing kind of life skills is is good this weekend yeah, i'm gonna learn it's... how to plant things yeah, and it's 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 certainly as a as a society, you know, it's a time of, you know, for many death and grieving and financial ruin and terrible terrible things. And I don't want to undermine that at all, but it feels like also as a wider society, we are taking stock and we are restoring, and there there might be good things to come out of this. We're always we're human beings. We need to look at silver linings, and uh, yeah. I think there might be good things to come out of this. What do you hope people will learn? about the refugee experience from this do you hope people will be more compassionate on the other side of this when they come out yeah i do do you know what in a way i think people are going to have a lot more empathy with what people are going to are going through things like we do a lot of work on family separation and you know not being people literally because of border rules and what passport mm. they have not being able to be reunited with their family members well i think people couldn't really understand what that felt like but now people now they really can. know what that feels like so i think people are going to empathize with that more. People are going to empathize with the concept of society just changing overnight. People mm -hmm. are going to empathize more with the, the idea of, you know, losing loved ones and how important it is to have access to services like a healthcare system mm -hmm. and, um, and, and having, having all of the things that you, that, that you know and that are dear to you, not all of the things, but a lot of the things taken away. And for refugees, they've had, literally all of the things and they've had to leave their country to find safety and we've we've had to to not just because it's it is hard but we've had to come inside to our homes but I, I yeah i i do think that there's going to be more empathy and more understanding and more ability for us to storytell to to help people to mm -hmm. feel that empathy this the um the the um the uncertainty, the the separation from family, and as you said, that just ability. I mean, imagine if the government said now, you know, people are missing their siblings so much and their parents so much, and their best friends so much. And imagine if the government just went, well, half of you are now going to be we're over the border in Wales, and we're closing that off for good, and you won't be able to get to see your sister again. We don't know when. Yeah, you'd have to break the law to get over that border. Lots of people would. Lots of people would do it. A hundred percent. And then and when we're having conversations about you know, that there are unaccompanied children in France who have a family member here in the UK. I think people, you know, are going to look very differently on that. That I think most people who are watching this probably agree with us that those children should be with their family members here, but, but there are people who don't and those, 
And I think hopefully they'll be forced to re-examine those views now. Completely, completely. I think there's about if suddenly, I mean, this might sound sensational, but um, it's, a, it's just a hypothetical, it's a black mirror hypothetical. But if they said the strain of, if, of corona in this country has mutated to one that is deadly and you've, you've got a really good chance, better than even chance of dying off it, but you can cross, take your chances at crossing the border to the, as long as you've got, you know, tested that you don't have that strain, people would go in droves. They would just go. And they would really regret voting their rights to live in France or Spain or Italy away, but they would go and they would take their chances. They would take their children and they would take their chances. And I think that, you know, obviously that's a hypothetical. Obviously, if you, you know, but it's it's a virus and it it's it knows no borders, like love. Um, but <laughs> if you got to France with a British accent, even if you'd had the test, you knew you didn't have the virus, you couldn't have brought that strand with you. People would look at you suspiciously because you sound British, and that is exactly the situation for refugees. They've run from something, but have you brought it with you? And yeah, what, and and we we've got few resources here now because we've been through something. So we don't want you here having our resources, buying buying up our bread and <laughs> taking up our low skilled jobs because you can't get the job you had when you were in Britain anymore. That absolutely a hundred percent. That's what people would do. And so I hope, 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 hope that people can relate better now, yes. and we can because they've got some experiential empathy. And that we can start telling those stories and saying, remember how you felt in quarantine where you couldn't get out, you couldn't move on with your life. That's how people feel when they're sitting around with no papers, not, not allowed to work, not allowed to, not allowed to learn. Yeah. They feel that's, like you felt, but imagine that forever. That's such a good analogy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that and, and use that because it's, it's such a good way to frame it in people's minds. It really is. And it's, and it's true. If you put yourself, if we put ourselves in those shoes, we would do that. And if we put ourselves in a refugee's shoes, we would do the same as what they've done. And actually something that you just said made me think of another way that people can help. We also launched a campaign today with our amazing partners, Rescue Aid, um, around the, the getting overseas doctors to be have the certification to be working now during this crisis in the NHS. So much like retired people are getting recertified. Oh. Um, oh, and not just re not just pe refugees, also someone from Australia that's a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, but we've got a campaign and people can sign our petition and it's on our page as well on Choose Love. Great. So go um, to so Choose Love. another way people can help. Go to choose.love, donate if you can, amplify if you can't, if you know someone who's got a big expendable income now and they've got no way to spend that money because all they do is sit in their house, you know, uh, you know, cooking with the ingredients they've already got in their fridge, then get them to divert some funds, create some kind of uh, fun quiz night, which everyone has to pay five pounds for, uh, create some kind of fun Zoom karaoke night, start doing fundraisers for Choose Love because as crappy as it is to be inside and not be able to see your friends and family, imagine being in a refugee camp with the same circumstances it would be so much worse. So make your day more purposeful if you're feeling a bit of lack of purpose at the moment. Um, I know there's this drive to be productive, but you don't have to be productive. You can make it fun. Uh, worst case scenario, follow, tweet, amplify. Uh, best case scenario, just look at the money you've got this week and go, how much would I want a little bit of that if I were living in a refugee camp? And uh, decide to choose love. It'll make you feel so good.
It really will. And we're so grateful, everyone, for your support already and always. We're, we can only do what we do because it's a movement and because people at home care. That's how, what powers everything. Wonderful. And finally, Josie, what are you looking forward to most when you're out of quarantine? <sighs> Getting my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't wait to look pretty again. I can't wait to go out dressed up and looking pretty with all my makeup on. And just, I, I just can't wait. I'm excited about that. It's so terrible. I'm a feminist, but... It's so terrible, but I really like feeling pretty and going out and feeling all, it's not like pretty, it's just like feeling fabulous, you know? Yeah. I'm like, here I am in my gym clothes again. Yeah. Um, I do put on a dress to go for a walk and some lipstick to go for a walk, but it feels a bit pathetic. It feels a bit like no one's going to see it. Yeah. I've done, <laughs> no a lot of top, I've done a lot of different, like top dressing, a smarter top or just mm. two but then pajama trousers but oh oh the smart blouse the smart iron blouse with the pajama trousers we know that yeah we know that. you're trip. fooling nobody you're fooling <laughs> nobody we know that you've done you've got mascara and you're just below the waist you're just in your pants yeah i am <laughs> just in my pants with hairy legs because i'm not shaving them anymore <laughs> oh i mean frankly who's who's bothering right now oh god i can't i can't wait till this is i can't i feel like there might be a little bit of roaring 20s behavior in the months after this yeah, I read that too, that, that, that I read about that after the Spanish flu. That's why the 20s happened. The roaring 20s came after the Spanish flu, my friends. Yeah, and it's so, the 20s again now. So just prepare yourselves. Yeah. This might be a time to bunker down to prepare yourself. Um, yeah. But we cannot have a roaring 20s here and leave people in desperation and isolation elsewhere. So that's why we're so grateful for what you do with Choose Love and, and allowing us a, just an easy conduit to help. It's you make it simple for us to connect, uh, for us to be kind, for us to be compassionate, and for us to feel that purpose. And we will never, ever, ever forget that. Oh, we're all we're all a team. And, and it is we're only okay if everyone's okay. And, and I really believe that we're moving towards a place of, of the world being like that wonderful thank you josie well look this is thank going to be up you. here for 24 hours on my feed we'll direct people from the guilty feminist feed over here but also then it will go on youtube it'll be edited so then maybe it won't be that bit at the beginning where i can't find you and then we'll edit and pop it on youtube so if everyone watching now could tell people to find it uh on youtube tomorrow or direct it to the live feed today that would be really really great um we really, we'd really appreciate your help, your amplification, and your support. Uh, we love you, Josie. We love everyone at Choose Love. Uh, we love we you. send all of our heart and warmth and solidarity to everyone in the camps and everybody trying to find uh, a better way, a better life, and uh, a way to survive. And we relate so much more than we did with, uh, with what we're going through now, even if, even if it is relatively a very much easier journey so we hope that we can turn this story into something uh that is makes the world more compassionate for everybody and not just frankly rich westerners <laughs> we love you love you so much bye. thank you so much for having us on bye. for everything love you bye love you bye. bye um see you all at 6 p.m on the guilty feminist uh feed where we will be interviewing Catherine bohart uh this week we're also interviewing uh sarah keyworth a martin and ashling b 6 p.m on the Guilty Feminist uh, feed uh, at 6 p.m. this week. Not in that order. Uh, so see you there. Love you all. Bye.